Hi, my name is Bossy. And I'm Pri. We're two students at the University of Toronto. And this is Room 1068. 1068. Um, so I'm just gonna start off by thanking God. <laughs> <laughs> that Scorpio season it's is that over. Because <laughs> I was actually suffering. There's something about Scorpio season that has everyone trying to fight, you know? And like, there's a real, there's something about like communication that just like astronomically is just poor during the month wow. of Scorpio. So I always, this time, I always have a conversation with my friends knowing. Yeah. It's like post birthday and everything. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is gonna be a slump because of midterms. It's just a horrific time of the year to be honest. You know what? Now that you're saying this, and I'm, I'm realizing it. I'm like looking back at my few weeks, and I'm like, wow, communication. It's off. Talking to people. It's it was even off. when you're trying like your hardest. There yeah. are definitely like barriers there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm responsible. Yeah. Facebook messages. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I have not been on my A game. I've been re- replying not reply. I have been, no reply. <laughs> I've been telling people like the best way to contact me right now is email. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It, just send me an email. Yeah. I'll I, respond to lots it. Lots of thanks for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> in people's emails and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're in Sagittarius season. Um, Beautiful. Which is like nice. It's yeah. it's it's serene. Yeah. It's feeling adventurous if you want to yeah. go. My mom's Sagittarius, so immediately I have like me home too. feelings. Oh my, my god. My mom's a Sagittarius. <gasps> Bossy. Oh <laughs> we did. If you have a Sagittarius mom, shout out. Shout to out to you. you. You're doing the real work. Yeah. Doing, You're underappreciated. Doing the real work. Oh to um, moms. And Sagittarius yeah. moms. In I just particular. I just think, you know, as much as like we kinda like laugh and we kiki about like um like uh horoscopes and mm-hmm. astrology and mm-hmm. everything like that i think that even as much as it's not like particularly might not be accurate or like insightful to mm-hmm. your situation sometimes it's just kind of like worth knowing what's going on yeah. with like i don't know i don't want to sound like it's mm, worth putting la, into la, words la. something that's going on but sometimes it gives you some intuition as yeah. to like why you're kind of like yeah. moving away yeah. or why everything feels weird yeah and it's like a like stand-in that. i actually like i feel like it might be a stand-in sometimes for therapy like oh yeah i really relate like astrology like having a therapist and i see this a lot in india mm-hmm. when i went to india last year mm-hmm. to visit everyone and like see how everything happens like my parent my mom she has like our priest he's like a yeah. family priest yeah and i sat in on this meeting yeah i was like god damn he's your therapist like honestly <laughs> astrology is not white nonsense which is what people actually get me yeah like, yeah you know um yeah yeah because <laughs> i'm like honestly speaking um our ancestors have been like you know dealing with like the stars and yeah. their alignment yeah. and how that yeah like plays into like um daily life and stuff like that yeah. so as much as much as it's not like a rigid science or whatever There's it does there. it is oh, yeah. organized somehow and oh, there yeah. is something to it yeah my parents got so married because chart. of astrology like you know, you arrange, do you guys think arranged marriages is all just like random no, <laughs> no. there is it is calculated it is it is it is science it's a science it's yeah a science. exactly these things are science this week we talk about how astrology is a science <laughs> exactly so yeah no i agree it's worth thinking about that yeah um, i agree 
and yeah just happy sagittarius season everyone do your birth charts yeah <laughs> even if it's just a window for like self-critique and review and yeah everything. yeah yeah that's the best therapy and it's yeah, free it's free <laughs> that's what's most important and yeah. accessible yeah um yeah i don't know i've been so you know you, you get bogged down with all these midterms and mm-hmm. um things like that and just like being on asu and everything that's happening here and yeah. uh all these kinds of things that you forget about. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to sound corny, but mm-hmm. you forget about like what like the real stuff that matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was so I remember in first year I, you know, come in from like Saga <laughs> into yeah. like Trinity College. Yeah, I would come in and I didn't have any friends. It took me like at least a semester to make friends. At least, one yeah. of whom was you. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember in first year the way I like coped with the isolation and loneliness was yeah. I would go to all these panels. Yeah. And events. You're right. And I had like a deja vu moment mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. because I went to a panel. Yeah. I went to like the Heart and House uh, Heart House Literary and Library Committee's panel mm-hmm. um, and it was on graphic fiction mm-hmm. and identities. I think mm-hmm. it was called Inking Identities and we had these like rad artists from like the Toronto community come mm-hmm. and talk about their graphic fiction work yeah. and what that meant. Yeah. And it told me about life. Like I was like sometimes like the smallest like nerdiest things mm-hmm. and like led to like these really good conversations mm-hmm. uh, on this panel. So the panel, I'm gonna tell you about a little bit yeah. of this panel yeah. and like some questions that I have that I cannot answer. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can help me answer <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> these questions, Let's Mossy. See. Let's see. Particularly why is because you're a writer yeah. and Ooh. I would really appreciate your insight. Is <laughs> that loosely? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. Okay, okay, um, okay. I'm holding you accountable to like getting some content okay. <laughs> Thank you, I actually need the push. There you go, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so like, so, this panel had so it had a uh, three women on it. Yeah. We had they all so the, the, it started off with um, everyone like identified because it was about identities in your art. Mm-hmm. Everyone you know so it started off with like what people's identities are mm-hmm. you know in terms of like big seven identities but also just like who you are. Yeah. And so on the panel we had like a trans woman who's mm-hmm. older has been in the graphic fiction community for like a while. Mm-hmm. We had um, a cis woman mm-hmm. who writes a lot about like what it's like to write about women heroes mm-hmm. in these like in a very masculine and like male dominated space yeah yeah which writing in general is it but is you can only imagine how much more it is when the art comes in yeah, yeah and like yeah, who yeah. you physically like whose images you physically it's see been and very boy culture that's how they used to market comics and stuff like yeah. back in the day boy scouts stuff like that dc marvel superheroes exactly. like it's all tied up in there exactly exactly um and then we also there was also gender non-conforming women mm-hmm. and uh so, for some reason, I remember that she was a heavy metal fan. Like, it was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, so they're all here, and they, they were talking about, like, the real stuff. Mm-hmm. They were asked questions about, like, you know, who can you, like, how does your identity relate to your artwork? Mm-hmm. Do you include yourself in your artwork? Does yeah. that get boring and reductive? Mm-hmm. Like, um, do you portray other people? So mm-hmm. there was this, like, weird tension between, like, well, they were all white. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm I'm here, I'm in Toronto. Yeah. Do I include, like, racialized people in my yeah. work? Do I include, if I'm not gay, do I include gay people yeah. in my work? And how do I do that? What's the line of What's tokenization? The line? What's the line of... That was a legit question they asked. And I was out here, like, oh, my God, I haven't even... I don't know. Wow. I don't know. This is, like, we don't talk about this anymore because yeah. we don't... We've forgotten art. Yeah. Do, does that make sense? Yeah. And this panel, like, brought back art and brought back how that, like, sites of interpretation Mm -hmm. are sites of discovery and learning. Mm -hmm. Instead of just, like, you know, reading these, like, articles, this happened, this happened in a very, like, Mm -hmm. factual way. Yeah. How we can go back into this artistic world and and deal with these conversations. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on, like, writing stories and... When I write stories, 
I do I have tried to like make characters like I because I think it's important especially mm-hmm. for like identities that are less like come up like people don't come across them mm-hmm. so much in the books that they're reading mm-hmm. so like trying to make my protagonist like black queer girls yeah, yeah but again I'm like uh to what extent am I making sure that I'm providing that an experience that can be like that is not just my personal one yeah. but speaks widely to yeah. like a black girl experience and then yeah. you, even within that you're like am i doing am i like am i am i doing this right right oh just like okay. if you don't write about your identities are you like is it are you wrong for not doing that for mm-hmm. because that's a venue in which you could you mm-hmm. know like put them under like a a spotlight as to like that type of stuff that she was saying like can i write about identities that like I haven't that they're not that they're they don't not belong mine to, to me. Yeah, those aren't my stories. Those stories don't belong to me. But if you they're are, not collaborative here you are in the Toronto community, like this is why I'd say to all of them you have to collaborate with these people that like you want to yeah, write about. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise it's just whack. Yeah, they were trying to figure so I think like the answer <laughs> that they were coming to was like yeah. having materially having like sensitivity readers mm-hmm. and like getting people to look at it, you know, to be like, Am I just tone deaf here? Like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. So that was one of the answers. Yeah. It's just like an interesting question to me though, because you know, when I hear that, like, I, I hear, like, well, write what you know. Yeah. I hear, on one side, Toni Morrison. Yeah. Who's, like, asked questions like, why do you only write about black people? Yeah. And she's like, sorry, <laughs> the audacity you have to ask that question? Yeah. Like, why would you ask me that question? White people never get asked. That. Why do you only write about well, white people? Exactly. So, you know, like, one of the, like, um, oh, I forgot her name, but one of the panelists was like, you mm-hmm. know, so I try to incorporate more racialized people because that's my community. Yeah. I write what I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm in Toronto. Yeah. And you try to do that in a way that's not tokenizing because you don't want to tell their stories because they're not your stories to tell. Mm-hmm. But you still need representation. It's yeah. like a weird, it's a weird balance, little balance. But is that your starting point? Is that something you do after? I'm just glad that people are having these conversations, conversations. I know. about like post-colonial literature because this is the first yeah. time people have had to like interrogate themselves yeah. about yeah. the way they write certain characters, who's yeah. allowed to write Whose which characters. Whose gazes are within that writing itself. Exactly. What responsibility does the author have? Exactly. Um, you know, whether I, it's I the know, burden it's like, of representation, but like, you or know, Toni Morrison, Morrison on one side, yeah, and then like Alison Bechtel on the other side, yeah. who's like, who, who, like, I think one of the people that they, one of the quotes of hers that was um, mentioned in the panel was yeah. like, uh, a comic that she has that's like, Mo, look, it's yeah. only you with glasses. So it's like, yeah. to what point do you write so much about your own subject position mm-hmm. that that's all you're writing and everyone thinks that your work is your autobiography mm. how do you does that make sense yeah how do you deal with that tension how do you negotiate with that <laughs> where you're like i don't want Man. you to think that my work is my autobiography exactly. my life is my life how much are you controlling yeah right but that's a thing you like uniquely like people who are racialized or mm-hmm. just non like white men or like yeah. <laughs> white like cis women who are in who are authors who never have to think about like um if i write like these certain characters people are gonna assume that it's like autobiographical versus how my experiences like inform the type of stories that i'm trying to write true that's Um, actually a really good point we never actually asked that we don't we don't you read something and you're like by by tony morrison you're like so did this happen to you this happened exactly and it's just like like no like it's just my community it's experiences it's intergenerational why can't i write about fiction the way everyone else writes exactly why can't i write about fiction the way the canon does and not get exactly uh, similar that's a great answer to my 
I mean, question, bossy. I, I, I don't you actually just help me. I'm, ho- I, I'm glad I did. Because I love that panel in like, you know, art is like this place where it stimulates ideas yeah. but leaves so much room for interpretation. Yeah. And I'm trying to work through that interpretation. But I want to have more of this conversation. Yeah. But listen to this segue. Yeah. Speaking here of stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for this. Um, our guest today is going to be uh, Tom Yoon, who's Ooh. a news editor at the Varsity. Ex news editor. Uh, yeah. Ex news as editor. Was he fired? The, we'll find out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, he's our token uh, male guest. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're finally excited about uh, that. And um, we're looking forward to asking him what uh, life is like as a student journalist and what life is like as a student in general. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Portion. You know what? Sometimes the pre-show and the show all meld in together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we can start like the show show. Um, do you want to talk? Do you want to introduce yourself? Your name? Your major? Your horoscope? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so my name is Tom. Um, I'm doing a major in uh, public policy with a double binder in poli sci and economics. Mm. Um, hailing from University College. And yeah, uh, horoscope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm a Scorpio. I really like ah! could not. <laughs> like I, I got to be honest with you though. I just could not. You guess you're a Scorpio. Like you give want to pick two. Like I, I, I just pay like pretty much no attention to like the back page of newspapers when they give you a horoscope, mm. or like newspapers play a big part in your life, Tom. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Or, but not the I back mean, page. I'm just gonna like have to like agree to disagree with you there because this is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horoscopes are real things, but you know you're a Scorpio, so I see that. Mm. Um, or like if I if 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 I get like a fortune cookie from a Chinese restaurant, yeah. mm-hmm. I eat the cookie and like throw the paper away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I like the cookies too. Yeah, it tastes good. Um. But you know, I gotta keep my third eye open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get all the spiritual. I collect everyone's party. papers. Yeah. And then I <laughs> announce them to the rest of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and make a whole scene of it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It. It's fun. At the yeah, Tom's not here for fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were doing computer science. What did you like switch? Like, what happened? So I, I did switch. Um, I actually, when I came to U of T, um, so I think. Um, we're we're all old, so like maybe like you don't remember. <laughs> but uh, when you apply to U of T, you apply to like at the fa- Faculty of Arts and Science. There's like five six streams, or I think six or seven streams. Yeah, yeah. So like I actually didn't get into the computer science stream. I got in uh, thinking I was going to do economics, mm. um, just as like a major or even a specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked the social science stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did do like the first year requirements um, for like the comp sci program and. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of talk, especially on the U of T subreddit, about how like they're making it way more difficult to get into the subject post for computer science every year. Oh, they really are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But from out of some miracle, I did manage <laughs> to get into the subject post. Um, but by the end of second year, I just I I I, I think I concluded that it, it wasn't for me, mm. so I switched out. You gave up your spot to some other you know student who was desperately trying to get in. Yes. Mm. 
Yeah, you're here for the people. Yeah, surprised that I got in, but uh, you saw there was yeah. a campsite crisis, and you took it upon yourself <laughs> <laughs> to fix it. Yes. Wow, Tom, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. No, that's not bad. Um, so, did you pick public policy right after? Like, how did that happen? Um, yeah, I think even even while, while I was still considering um, CompSci, I think I did. I was, you know, interested in incorporating public policy with it um, mm. somehow. Okay. Um, so, like, I, I, I had all the, you know, first and second year required courses for that program as well anyways. Okay. Um, there's a lot of overlaps um, with, like, you know, this area of social sciences. Okay, I'm like, overlap with CompSci? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, Phil. you know, you'd be surprised, but there is some overlaps with CompSci, too. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, calculus and um, statistics. And, oh, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Public policy. I don't. Know, I don't know too much about public policy. Like I know about IR and poli sci, but public policy is always the one that you forget that there's an undergrad program here for. Like yeah. I, we know that there's the grad school program here, but yeah. No, it's know. a small program, and I think yeah. um, what sort of turns off a lot of prospective students from taking it, I think, is the fact that you there is a math requirement. Mm, yeah. Same with IR. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, IR has the econ requirement. Maybe not the math. No, yeah, but like yeah. public policy, you actually uh, need to do uh, first year calculus. Mm. Nice. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So what do you? Oh, sorry. Like, what are you? What are you hoping to to do like after you graduate, like post UFT? Well, that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a sixty-four thousand dollars question. I'm actually, it, hurt, it hurts me to ask you this. Yeah. Having been asked this several mm-hmm. times. Yeah. The- I, I I guess in terms of. Like career-wise, mm-hmm. um, you know, some, some, something in the field of media communications or government would be something that I'd, mm. I'd, I'd, I'd be civil service uh, into. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Would you apply to grad school first, or would you want to go try? Well, I mean, can you go straight into <laughs> that stream? You know, I've I, I, I've been in like I've, I've been a student in some form for like pretty much almost my entire life yeah so yeah. you know it, it is preferable um in my opinion to see if i can get away from that finally oh, yeah but you know if, mm-hmm. if if that's what's necessary then i'll look into that i think there's a lot of people who feel the same way mm-hmm. yeah i can see that um so up, up until uh, up until last year um a bulk of my time was spent mm-hmm. Being the news editor of a what? little paper called The Varsity. What? Um, Crazy. I don't, I don't know if you've ever read it. Damn. Yeah. I um, don't know. I. What's The Varsity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these these questions sound so so natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's The Varsity? Um. So it's 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 we're essentially the um. I'd say we we're, we're one of Canada's largest mm-hmm. uh, student newspapers with uh, with a circulation of over 20,000 weekly copies throughout um, not just the downtown campus, mm-hmm. obviously, but also um, Scarborough, Mississauga as yeah. well. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're seen as sort of, um, so I guess like we sort of have two functions on, this, on, on, on the U of T campus. Number okay. one is to um, inform our student body and our yeah. community about what's going on, mm-hmm. um, but also worse because of the fact that especially on the downtown campus, there's no mm-hmm. journalism program. Um, mm-hmm. This is sort of like 
the unofficial journalism school for the downtown campus. Um, Interesting. A lot of the like the tech, the technical skills of like, you know, how to write a story, mm-hmm. um, how to reach out to people for comment. Um, that's all taught. Uh, like, Self-taught, I guess. Yeah, that's, right? that's yeah. The, yeah, that's that, that's we we learned that all through 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 the varsity and through experience. Um, yeah. Exactly, um, and like people who um, varsity alum who go on to do masters in journalism will mm-hmm. will, will tell you that um, a lot of the skills that they learn um, they already knew through varsity. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, how did you get involved? Like you, like the what was the first thing you did for the varsity? Um, one, and when was it? Was it like your first year? Yeah, so in the summer after my first year. Ooh. So I guess between... So this is like the summer of 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Iris Robin was the news editor. So mm-hmm. um, I remember. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I think I already always had like an interest in like politics. So I, I took it upon myself um, to sign up. And then um, I became... Uh, I guess so. I started to write a lot about specifically student politics. Okay, so you started. UTSU. So you started with writing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. As a contributor in, in, in the news section. Wow. Um, you went by, straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> straight into student politics mm-hmm. in UTSU. <laughs> yeah. First article I remember was about um, I was covering a board meeting. Okay. And um, UTSU board meeting, and the boycott, divestment, sanctions movement was. Uh, discussed at that meeting mm, um, 2015 yeah yeah uh, that's uh, so then around October right after the UTSU AGM mm-hmm. um, or you know the Samosa Fest <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, Iris offered me as an associateship so I became nice. um, one of the four associate news editors yeah wow um, and then um, the year after that I became news editor as wow. after uh, after Iris graduated, so that's what I that that's that sort of occupied my time mm-hmm. um, for like the past uh, um, for the for the twenty sixteen seventeen year. Yeah, so what kind of commitment is it like? Like maybe an hour figure is not the right question to mm-hmm. ask. No. But like you know, it really like it seems to take up like a, it's an all encompassing job, right? Like being the news editor. Yeah, there is a sort of a weekly workflow mm-hmm. that. Um, um, not just news editor, but all section editors yeah, yeah. get used to. So it's just sort of because we print, so we print on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the paper comes out. Mm-hmm. So pr- the production of the paper c- happens over the weekend, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Um, so it's a matter of assigning the content and t- to the writers. No, I skipped a step. It's <laughs> finding. Finding finding the the pitches and mm. you know the ideas for stories, the mm-hmm. t- sifting through the tips, assigning them to the writers, mm-hmm. getting the drafts back, mm-hmm. editing them, and then you know putting those drafts through like the whole editing process through the paper mm. over the Sunday oh, over the weekend production, and seeing it come out on Mondays. Monday morning, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, what was your favorite part about being a news editor last year? Gosh, I think it was just, uh, you know, being in that position, you sort of get like a front row seat to mm-hmm. all the, you know, big stuff, yeah. like the, 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 the big events, whether it's like, you know, the, 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 all the gossip that's going around. <laughs> that, uh, 
Um, you feel very powerful. At U of T. Yeah, exactly. It is a lot of power. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, th- I, th- I think just, uh, just, 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 just being in that experience was probably my favorite part. It's that, um, and you all, you'd also do get to meet a lot of talented people mm. um, th- through, you know, working at the varsity. Yeah, um, I think. <laughs> I think probably yes. one of the producers of this podcast who's might, might agree with you. that. <laughs> Shout out! Shout out to Caitlin. We have like a whole two masthead members in our office right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. What was some of the big stories last year that uh, you had the privilege to cover? Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> so this is what for, we're here to talk for about. For those who don't know, um, Tom actually broke the Jordan Peterson story. Mm-hmm. So I did. What, like, did you did you ex- did you like expect the impact that that story would have? Did you know that it would be a big deal or? Also, what was? How did you break it? Yeah. So what happened? His first video. From last year, the 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 one the thirty minute long video where he, um, it's called Professor Against Political Correctness, where yes. he just goes off against the Ontario Human Rights Commission, and the uh, back then it was just proposed um, Bill C sixteen, mm-hmm. um, which would have given um, which would have added protected status to uh, gender identity yes. expression. Yes, yes, yeah. um, in the OHRC. In, yeah, in, in the Criminal Code. Um, so he, he he it was just basically a video rallying against that mm-hmm. um and decrying political correctness um and that was circulating um on the uft subreddit mm-hmm. um oh, it was okay, actually yeah. so i actually didn't think that um it initially speaking it was something that uh was going to be a big story mm-hmm. um but Back then, our editor in chief, Alex McKean, mm-hmm. she she encouraged me, Tom, we should get something up quickly on this. Mm-hmm. So so she I, she she was able to see that it was gonna it, it was gonna be there's something, something there. yes, um, and it's so I person, I wrote yeah. like a quick um, three hundred word summary of basically what he said, mm-hmm. and then the day after the morning after the National Post picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh okay. They, 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 to their credit, credited um, uh, the varsity story nice. for breaking it, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and then soon after, you know, BuzzFeed, Vice, mm. um, you know. The boom. American yeah. networks, mm-hmm. even the BBC, <laughs> they were on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does that happen often? Like, the varsity gets credit or doesn't get credited for certain things? Mm. Um, for, so... It depends, actually, um, on the story. I mm-hmm. think for this one, we sort of got lucky, mm-hmm. and we actually at least had some outlets credit us. Mm-hmm. Um, for others, like, so not all the stories that we cover, we don't necessarily have exclusive access to inter- information. Yeah. But there are times where we see uh, a network, like a, a mainstream media network, mm-hmm. report on a story that they obviously got by reading our coverage yeah. so for instance um when this year i think back in september uh or maybe it was october mm-hmm. uh we were covering city council's city like joe mm-hmm. city council joe city council joe cressy was considering um he he had this big letter about frat houses in the in the annex oh okay yeah um 
and like that 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 letter was like actually public it had been public for a few months mm-hmm. but we 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 wrote about it in september mm-hmm. but then a couple days after that um the other media outlets picked up on it, it. Yeah. yes um so coincidence they, i think not I think no yeah. and, and um no we and we, we weren't credited for that mm. um i don't think we were credited for most of the stories um that had to do with the utsu lawsuit um, that was another big thing. Oh yeah, you guys were that, you guys uh, reported a lot on that. Yeah, too. that think, we broke. Do you think this is a thing that like happens a lot in like the world of media, or do you think you guys are a particular? You're particularly vulnerable because you are like a student-run, like newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I think. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there. I think there is reason to believe that. Because we're student-run, um, there is sort of like the idea that oh, maybe we might not necessarily need to cover them. Mm-hmm. In terms uh, of okay. journalistic ethics, people are like, oh yeah, that's fine, yeah. diversity. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the same time, though, like you can't really own, you know, let's a copyright to a piece of information. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, and I think at least when when uh, when 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 the varsity does. Um, use someone else's mm-hmm. reporting um, we do try to link it back to the source mm-hmm. um, is, 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 uh, that's, that, that's been like my experience interesting um, on the other side of that yeah interesting okay so back to Jordan Peterson yeah because Alex was obviously right that mm-hmm. blew up <laughs> it did uh, well, I, I don't think she like... expected it to blow up to the scale that it did fair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was um, the follow-up like? Because then there was story after story and things after things, and, like, has it ended? Not really, right? No, so what that, no, of that course not. Like? Um, so then I think it's, it was a week after that. Um, there were um, members of the uh, the trans community held mm-hmm. um, on the steps of Sydney Smith uh, a teach-in and a rally mm-hmm. um, who were, you know pretty critical of some of the things that Jordan Peterson said mm-hmm. um, and so 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 we were there for that as well it was the uh, same event where uh, Lauren Southern Ooh, of yeah the okay I, now I remember the videos <laughs> yes yeah. so she was there um, yes. pretending to be uh, also pretending to be a transgendered person yeah uh, even though she was obviously not mm. um so i remember that yeah we we <laughs> so we did um we we did reach out to the rebel for comments about you know well, why 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 they thought it was appropriate and what uh what their intention of doing that was yeah um and then that was actually um so back it, it was then associate news editor jack denton mm-hmm. no actually i don't think he was an associate yet but Jack was on that story. Um, he was smiling like, yeah, I was an associate back then. <laughs> no, he was an associate back then. Um, so, so he asked him, you know, he, 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 uh, he, he asked, he asked the, re- the rebel well, mm-hmm. what, what, uh, why they thought that was appropriate. And um, he got back, the, the response that he got back from Ezra Levant, who's, mm. who's in charge of the rebel, mm. I don't know how to describe it, except for basically 
he didn't really answer the question and just sort of made fun of the email and like s- sort of satirized it. Yeah. Um, is this the one where he like publicly yes, posted that's his exactly email? Mm. That's and then he 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 publicly posted that on his uh, social media accounts and uh, his uh, um, on and, and his website mm. along with uh, Jack's phone number. So that that oh, was a kind so of that a, was like a direct dox. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a kind of a tense moment for us, I think. Um, Interesting. That's something else. Like, like I know we're talking too much about like Jordan Peterson no. and the varsity. Yeah. But it, it like it really does interest me because you are students in this position, but you're also kind of like at a journalism program on this campus. It's kind of what you're describing to mm-hmm. me. Um, in matters like this, where your safety is directly threatened, how do you strike the balance between like you know? what to publish, what not to publish, will I get docs, especially in this climate? Like, what's that like? Like, are there conversations behind that happen for these kind of things? Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess there was no way that we expected... Yeah, that is true. <laughs> ...that uh, Ezra Levant to um, do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But in terms of the conversations that we try to have, um, I think generally speaking, the, most, the more... Um, volatile stories mm-hmm. they're they get picked up by either um a senior writer or perhaps even um okay. you know the news editor themselves or someone mm-hmm. else from the masthead so they're willing to take on that kind of yeah. um, responsibility mm-hmm. but also become S- a something target. that's yeah something that's it's just the risk factor exactly yeah. damn um and i think that's that's how we sort of um mitigate, mitigate that, that. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay it's interesting i am always curious about like those kind Mm -hmm. of conversations Mm -hmm. um you guys do good stuff maybe we can move away from the varsity (laughs) (laughs) move away from the varsity sure um you're also i I have like this like fact on my sheet about you which is ironically that you know a lot of facts (laughs) that you're known as tom with the facts what's up what's up with that do you know a lot of facts do you have one right now to share (laughs) I, 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 I think Caitlin's been sharing too much about our office <laughs> um, to you folks. Dynamic. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is that is sort of what. Um, I perhaps it was just because like the nature of the job I had last ah, year. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was dealt with a lot of you know informational stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, that 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 is like. Um, a nickname that people called me okay. um, and still continue to call me. So you me don't have a office. fact for us. <laughs> like, I was expecting I don't know. more. <laughs> what, do you, what, what, what do you want to know? know. Like, What's on your mind? Like, what have you been, like, waiting to tell people that you haven't told people yet? <laughs> Share now. <laughs> I mean, like, I, 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 I've been explaining stuff throughout this podcast, so... True, true. You know. True. Okay, bad question. <laughs> I've learned. I don't know. If I, 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 thought, I thought you had, like, a trivia... Thing prepared for me or oh, something. It's coming, it's oh, coming. it's coming. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, please. Okay. But first, the monarchy. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> I actually need receipts. Don't you receipts. love my segues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we've so had a little bit of this conversation before, but it, was, it wasn't it was as far in depth. I just want to know why you personally, why you personally stand the monarchy. So, me and... Like, I knew your relationship with the monarchy to the monarchy until this point about like mm-hmm. through you just singing God Save the Queen <laughs> I was um, like 
I remember once I was with you, and you were like, "We're talking." You're like, "I love the monarchy," and you started singing "God Save the Queen," and I was like, "What is up with Tom and the monarchy?" You're a Taylor Swift fan too, right? Yeah. What is all this? It all makes sense in context. Wow. (laughs) It all connects. It's all part of the same picture. (laughs) It's all adding up. Uh huh. Yeah. So what's up with this? Yeah. Okay, we're talking about music. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that is that the question? Let's yeah, get into it. All yeah. of it. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, like I feel like I like her work. Okay. I think she makes a uh, a very good product. Okay, but country country Taylor Swift or like this new pop both princess? or like this newer reputation Taylor Swift. Have you listened to Reputation? Who I don't know. How, what, it's a fantastic how to album. Better than nineteen eighty nine. Ooh. Um, like, I'm, my opinion might change, but right now, I think it is. But you have to agree that Look What You Made Me Do as a single was horrific. I think it was good. I like the production value right. of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to find a middle ground. <laughs> now, okay, I, I will say this. It wasn't, I don't think it was the best track in the album. Okay, 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 okay. What um, was the best track? Ooh, I think... Um, I'm very I'm I'm pretty par- partial to um, the fourth single, "Call It What You Want." Mm-hmm. That was okay. a good song. I have to, I haven't dedicated enough time to this album. To I haven't listened to it. Full do yeah. And I'm not I'm not a fan of Taylor Swift personally, but I will say 1989 was a bop, and she did have like when it she was, was doing country teardrops on my guitar. I love Fearless. Like every, yeah. how could I not? Like there's too much nostalgia. It was wholesome. And, like middle school, like yeah. dreams Do- attached to Fearless. Doesn't doesn't ask you have um, the 1989 cardboard cutouts of the Polaroid? You probably stole it from us, Tom. Because I, I can't didn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. I think I've long. I've seen it like one of those ask you like coffee events. The coffee house. Yeah. yeah coffee houses. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a new coffee house coming up. Mm-hmm. I'll be here next week. We won't have that Polaroid. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions for what Polaroid we should bring out this year? When is when is going to be held? It's on Thursday. 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 Yeah. Well, I think by the time this comes out, this it would have happened though. No. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's going to come out before. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um, just. Well, our rent page is going to be please, up tonight. Please, please, not a holiday theme though. When did we? You didn't like holidays? You didn't that like holidays. That was iconic. That was that was iconic. Tom, what are you telling me right now? <laughs> I mean, I think when you're just like bombarded with like Christmas this, holiday that, like wherever you walk, like my opinion about like the whole holiday stuff, Christmas stuff is just like mm-hmm. um, we 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 sort of overdo it. Okay. Um, so and like it starts mm-hmm. way too early too. Mm-hmm. Like they start playing Christmas music like in early November. And Nay, the stores will the the, the, the the stores will have Christmas decorations and like sell Christmas <laughs> trees starting in like I've seen them as early as like late September. That's doing a lot. No, where I, I need don't know. receipts. To yeah. Where where Costco? Okay, Costco does that Costco, in general. Yeah. Costco is like let me Costco's plan a season before. Environment over oh. there. Yeah, but you go to Costco right now, they have, like, spring weather <laughs> things on sale. Um, I'd love Costco's to get the exception to the rule. some more of your hot takes, and we're going to do that through oh the rapid-fire okay. question segment. Sure. Yeah. So the way this works is we're going to put the clock on, I believe, 30 seconds. Okay. 
seconds. <laughs> Sorry, that's me trying to interpret Caitlin's hand gestures. <laughs> um, we're going to put the, the clock on for 45 seconds, and we're going to try and get through as many questions as we can so you have to answer as quickly so me and Priya are gonna and we'll do like a debrief you. afterwards so right now just answer the questions the, yeah. sure and we'll yeah. have a little you know okay. cool down debrief period okay you wanna start Pri? sure okay um favorite celebrity <laughs> that is not Taylor Swift <laughs> um lord ooh. ooh okay favorite study spot Robart's four, no 13th floor Mm, yeah, classic. Worst professor at U of T. <laughs> um, pass. Last album you listened to? Pass. Um, four forty four by Jay Z. Okay. Did you go to the concert last night? I, I, okay. I was there. This is in the debrief period. Um, okay. Worst professor. Sorry, best professor at U of T. Best professor. Um, Nelson Wiseman. Favorite mm. emoji. Uh, uh, three, the, two, one. The cactus emoji. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My like image of you right now is like the queen <laughs> cactus. I'm trying Taylor to think of what context no Christmas. that would even like come up like cactus emoji. I, you you, you gave me on. three seconds, so it's like <laughs> yeah. Explain why cactus. Like Tom, did you have a nice day today? Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's. A, I think it's a spontaneous thing, you know. It's like you gotta it's like when, it in your spirit. It's like, and the other person won't be too sure how to respond to that. <laughs> you like to keep them guessing. Yeah. JP's in the knees I again. Cactus. I leave that on red if someone sent me a cactus. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I do want to talk about this Jay Z concert Ooh, experience, yeah, yeah. aka Beyonce's husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, like that's how we should be referred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how was it seeing um, Beyonce's husband last night? So yeah, it was. Um, so yesterday afternoon, um, I get a message from uh, my friend and colleague Ray Ute, um, who says Shout that out she Shout out. yes, who, who who says that she got a uh, a pair of tickets for free. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure how. Wait, this happened yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And you went to the concert yesterday evening. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I wasn't doing anything that evening. You really don't know what life is going to hit you. I my entire schedule. <laughs> Even if I had something. That's, that's great because people uh-huh. spent mad, mad bands. Really? Because like I, I, I checked Ticketmaster like the day of the concert to see, um, you know, what it was like. Mm-hmm. And there was just like a lot of blue just around the arena like full which means yeah tickets available oh like, so well i mean like he he had two he had two nights in yeah, toronto okay, okay, okay. i think yeah. toronto and new york were like the only cities where he's he was doing two shows mm-hmm. um and there were a lot of tickets still available like the day of mm-hmm. so they uh, weren't the sold sh- out shows um it it i think it, they did sell out eventually mm-hmm. um block to did an article Saying how they expected like a lot of empty seats, but yeah. you know, it, it, like in my experience, um, going to th- these things, they they do eventually find a way to sell out the show mm. um, somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder um, how so, many concerts do you go? On? Oh no, and yeah, how many concerts have you gone to? Like not a lot, actually. You know, like the way I normally rate my concert experience is the distance from the artist 
how mm-hmm. good the artist actually performs and the environment of the people who are around me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the audience really makes a difference. So how far were you? So I was on the uh, the Northeast. So the, the, um, it was actually odd because like the stage was like in the middle of the Air Canada Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he wasn't yeah, on like one that. of the ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I was... So, so the tickets uh, that I got were floor tickets. Okay. Um, and... It was you a got pretty free good... floor tickets. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure how. That's actually rent. damn. <laughs> That's a month's rent. I, I think. Um... <laughs> well, was he good? Like, he was good. The the problem with like arena shows, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're not on the on uh, on the edges, mm-hmm. uh, and you're in the middle, is the acoustics are terrible. Mm-hmm. Fair. And that's something that you like you can't really do anything about yeah, yeah. so it was just really loud and there's a lot of reverb okay that's that sounds wholesome well um thank you <laughs> tom for coming in and uh talking with us and um would you like to you know promo anything uh anything that you are working on anything that the, the you want people to know about the varsity even personal um, like personal you want to give your gram out twitter yeah where can we find you um you know i think um i'll, I'll do caitlin a favor and promo this uh mm-hmm. check out the varsity's magazine which comes out on stands oh. um <laughs> later depending on or, or when our printer finishes later <laughs> this month yeah. or in the be- beginning of December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep an eye out on that. Yeah, do. Yes. I wrote a very stupid article in that magazine <laughs> that you can check out. I'm looking forward to that and I'll be picking up a copy. Yeah. I'll copy myself. It'll be good. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Room 1068 is hosted by me, Pri Sharma, and... Bossy Moragia. Uh, thank you so much to the Arts and Science Students Union, the whole Room 1068 team. This episode was produced by Caitlin Simpson, and we had our great guest, Tom Yoon, on uh, Catch His Social Media. Um, in terms of what's going on with ASU, in terms of the Undergraduate Research Conference, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, all the selections committees have decided on who is going to be admitted into the conference. Uh, we just need to work through the over 120 uh, applications and logistics. We'll be getting out to you by mid-December, so keep a lookout for that. Thank you to everyone who came to our open mic night. Our executive, Ikran Jama, uh, hosted that, and it was a great event. Lots of great um, vibes. If you took a Polaroid, it is hanging on our wall. Come to our office and pick it up. Uh, Coming up, we have Exam Jam, which is on December 8th. Check that out. We're going to have puppies. We're going to have de-stressors. It's going to be a great time in the Sidsmith lobby. And check out our coffee house next week on November 30th. It will be uh, titled Coffee House, and that's all you need to know for now. See you guys later. Honestly, I think it's honestly just Beyonce who can, like, do that. I'm trying to think I mean, who like, else can Taylor afford Swift to has, do that. Taylor no one else can do that successfully. She, she was, like, pretty hidden. Tom, successfully. I mean, that's successfully. true. Successfully. Reputation but... is the top-selling album of this year. Sold 1.28 billion in the first week. But now we have to, like, realize, What's like... What's that thing Nicki selling... Minaj said about McDonald's... Uh, outselling certain things, but it's like it doesn't mean that. Thank her. you, exactly. That's what's the thing. We have to be more That's careful about. Okay, what... But like, I love McDonald's though. 
Okay, yeah, same, but it's yeah. not the height of culinary uh, <laughs> experience. Like, McDonald's is what you it's want. Good, at 2 like, like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's 2 a.m. I'm smacked. Maybe I'm crossfaded no. and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I also want McDonald's that at 2 p.m. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's. Okay. Yeah. You're making a 20 hour argument. 